Business Tech Weekly Podcast Episode 90. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and I am in the studio by myself today. Of course, I'm usually in the studio by myself for Business Tech Weekly, but normally I'm joined via Skype with my great friend and co-host, Andy Traub. Unfortunately, he's not been feeling well this week, so he's taken the week off, and uh, I ask that you guys... Keep Andy in your prayers that he is uh, getting to feel better here very soon. But um, I did want to bring to you an episode, even though it may be a very short episode this week, because typically this podcast, I don't know if you guys know this, but I I usually rely very heavily on my good friend Andy to bring uh, the stories for the day, but uh, or for the week, I should say. Uh, But I am excited to bring to you some updated information for those of you who do not listen to Podcast Answer Man, uh, but do listen to Business Tech Weekly. I have some exciting news for you. For those of you who listen to both shows, you're going to hear a little bit of duplication here. But uh, I wanted to share with you some technology that I'm using in my own business, and and it's related to promoting, um, you know, myself via the web whether or not it is uh, something that you know you put onto a YouTube channel or Facebook videos or whatever the case may be, I have always been dabbling, just playing around with video. Haven't really been all that super serious about it. Always have um, you know relied either for live streaming a, a webcam or in some of the you know more professional stuff that I try to do. I'm still very had been still very much involved in shooting video on a very uh, low cost uh, solution such as the Kodak Zi8. That kind of broke down on me, and and when that broke down, I was going to use the money that I have for my replacement plan with Best Buy to to put towards a Canon Vixia HFG10 camcorder. Okay. And the reason why is I had heard a ton of very high esteemed reviews uh, related to this camera. It just everybody's just raving about how you know the the number of the, the the I don't even know what these things are the CMOS chips and and the all the other stuff. I, I it means little to me, but from what I'm seeing and all the reviews that this is this is a camera for. Uh, not, it's not cheap. It's it's about $1,500, um, but it, it actually does very good 1080p video, full resolution, uh, and because of the CC, whatever chip inside of it, uh, it, it does very good high-def uh, recordings, even in low-light situations, which uh, is something that's important to me. And of course, I've just wanted to get a camera that instead, I wanted a camera where if I have it up on a tripod, I can tell where I am in the frame. That, that's, for me, been a, a a sticking point for the Kodak Zi8. I don't have any pictures of, of when I used to do this, but I have uh, always put my Kodak Zi8 camera on my tripod and pointed it at me. 
and I would have to do this. Oftentimes, I would have to point it at the area where I think I'll be sitting, you know, and then I would actually tell it to, I would start the recording. I would go sit in my chair or stand in the place where I plan to stand. I would go back to the camera, hit stop, go back, review it, play it, make sure that I'm in frame. If it needs to be adjusted up or down or left or right or whatever the case may be, I'd have to make those adjustments, redo that same process until finally, until finally I would get it to where I felt like it was the proper place. And then I'm just assuming that that I'm in frame. And occasionally, you know, what happens if I'm doing like a 20 minute product review or some kind of thing like that? Then what happens is um, the situation is that what if what if I'm holding something and I'm displaying it and I'm pointing at it, but it just happens to be halfway off the screen. Uh, those those little things really started to bug me. Now, April's in our chat room. She says, it sounds like a task that your intern could help with. Well, the thing is, my intern is no longer here and um, and stuff like that. So there in most of the time, I'd prefer to record video on my own. And so. Um, yeah, so, so basically what I wanted was not to have to go through that process. And it's, and that process bothered me so much that there was one point where I took a microphone stand, one of those tripod microphone stands, and I would hold it up in the air. Uh, I would uh, stick it up in the air right above, but behind the tripod holding the camera. And I would have a mirror on it and I would actually be able to see myself through a mirror, whether or not I'm in frame. Crazy, crazy stuff I used to do, but and it made shooting video a pain in the rear end. I mean, it really did. So I had been thinking about getting this Canon Vixia uh, HFG10, and in, instead of getting it, I decided not to get it because I had shared with you here previously on Business Tech Weekly that I took my MacBook Air in and I, you know, hooked up all these different cameras and tried to pull off these different file types. I wasn't even sure what file type to pull off. And I found out that it's an MTS is the extension. And I found out that the format is called AVCHD. All right. I believe that's what it's called. AVCHD. And these MTS files will not work on my ScreenFlow software. I I love the fact that on the Kodak ZI8, I was, you know, basically just dragging and dropping those files off the SD card and then drag them right into my uh, project in ScreenFlow. And wow, I'm, I'm off to the races. Well, I had uh, instead, you know, when I found out that I couldn't do that, I decided not to get this G10 uh, camera, but instead went ahead and got the PlayTouch from Best Buy. And that's the replacement of the, it's like the next model up of the Kodak ZI8. And to be honest with you, I like the Kodak ZI8 just a little bit better because I do not like the touch menu of the play touch. And so, uh, you know, I found that, you know, oftentimes I would accidentally hit something that I didn't mean to hit. And, you know, I could potentially hit record the next time and I'm recording in a different mode than I wanted to. And uh, it wasn't was not crazy about the play touch at all. So, um, you know, I've been using the play touch, but obviously have not been producing nearly as much video as I'd like, because to be honest, I just didn't like the camera. So uh, the other day I was on help. I got a Mac and I was talking with Chris and Chris told me about a Canon camera that he got. And I asked him if he could just drag and drop files in. And he says no. And and all this other stuff. And so one of my listeners for help, I got a Mac Alan Tepper sent me an email saying, hey, if you get this software, 
you could just drag those in. And, and this software is pretty simple in just rewrapping the file. You don't even have to do um, retranscoding. You just just run it through and it'll rewrap it and boom, you're you're good to go. And that gave me the confidence that I needed to go ahead and buy the camera. And so I went ahead and bought the Canon Vixia 8, you know, HFG10 camera, got it here and I bought that or I downloaded the trial of that software and I noticed that, you know, it's it the the resulting file is still not giving me the results that I'd like in, you know, in the uh in the ScreenFlow software because I found that you know, it's it's 1080p. It's it's you know seven megabits a second, uh, and all this other stuff. It's just it's a big, huge honking file, and so I would like those to be closer to what I'm used to getting. You know, already compressed down a little bit. Yes, I know I'm taking a a, a really great image and I'm compressing it and and all this other stuff. But the thing is, is it's all going up on YouTube anyway. I mean, so uh, you know, as long as the camera looks at as long as the uh, picture looks at least as good as the Kodak, you know, Play Touch and ZI8, but has the advanced features of allowing me to see myself in the viewfinder, you know, by turning it towards myself, uh, by allowing me to still bring audio in from my external audio, uh, my external mics that I have, as long as it also gives me the ability to do smooth. Um, I, I love the idea that I can do smooth zooming in and zooming out. Uh, and all these other things. So I, you know, I wanted to be able to do all that, but I don't mind if I convert that big H, uh, MTS file uh, down to uh, a, a file about half the size, you know, converting it down to an H.264 MP4 file at 720p, you know, and, and so I'm still working with high def. And so that's what I've been doing. I, and I'm using a program that I found in the Mac App Store Instead of the program that my friend Alan uh, told me about, by the way, my friend Alan told me about a it, the program is called Clip Wrap. All right, Clip Wrap, C L I P W R A P. And anyway, Clip Wrap is a program. It, it it does it creates a it creates a file and just rewraps the file and 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 it works. But my uh, I still see that it's kind of choppy when I play it back in. Screen flow, and I think it's just because of how much memory HD video is taking up, and all this other stuff on my system. So, uh, it, at least the 1020, 1080p video. And so, I I decided I didn't want to go with that software. I found this software. I I did um, AVHC. Is that right? AVC or no? AVCHD. Whatever. I did AVCHD converter uh, in or MTS converter. I can't remember what I searched, but uh, okay, H it's AVCHD. Thank you very much. AVCHD. Um the my chat room. Thank you Wayne for putting that in there. But I did a I did a search for converting software and found actually there are many options in the Mac App Store. And I wanted to go with the Mac App Store software solution because then I could buy it once and put it on the MacBook Air, the Mac Mini, the family MacBook upstairs. I mean, and, you know, it, it just can be used on all my Macs. And I found a program called OnSoft MTS Converter. All right, OnSoft. And that is A U N. S O F T A U N S O F T M T S converter. It was twenty nine ninety nine for the software, 
And basically what I'm doing is I, I, I record my video onto the Canon camera. I drag and drop it over to my computer uh, as an MTS file. And uh, by the way, that's I think it's in the Canon folder and then it's under, oh goodness, I can't remember. Just just dig around until you find the, the MTS folder uh, or the MTS files. And I think it's under stream, streams. Uh, anyway, you'll, you'll find it eventually, I promise. But then I take the MTS file, I drag it into this OnSoft software. I tell it that I want to put it into, you know, H, H.264 720p. And you can even fine tune the settings. You can actually make sure you can change the frame rate. You can change the audio compression settings. I mean, that you can fine tune how you're converting this thing. And so I went ahead and converted it over. And then sure enough, I can drag and drop those files in. So I created my first video with my camera. It was kind of like just one of those things, pull it out of the box and let's just play with this thing before I read anything. And uh, I noticed that the audio was doing some funny th things in the video. So I need to go in. I, I think I'm going to change the audio to manual settings instead of having it automatically adjust the audio levels itself. And I think that'll solve the issue that I had with the audio. Uh, but if you want to see my first video, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash new studio. And of course, you remember a week or so ago, or maybe it was last week or the week before, I talked about how I've been working for, you know, actually two weeks to redesign my studio and get everything all organized. Well, that video that I created, it's about 25 minutes of video. And I spent about two hours. It took a total of about two hours to produce that. And uh, most of the time was spent uh, working. I was working on other projects while the OnSoft software was doing the, you know, the um, uh, transcoding. So basically taking it from MTS over to MP4, that 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 was, I, I can't remember, but it probably took about 25, 35 minutes, maybe even 40 minutes for that process. So I just went ahead and took, all, there are three video recording files I recorded in three set recorded three segments, and um, I just was able to drag all three MTS files into the OnSoft and tell it to convert batch convert all of them over to these files, and um, and I was work able to work on other projects while I did it. So yes, I am doing what I didn't want to do, but I'm at least I'm not using some kind of Canon crazy software. I'm using software that I chose, and uh, and and that I feel pretty good about, and the quality overall came in very good for my very first video uh, without much prepping or anything like that I just I think it went extremely well so if you want to again see the video from my Canon camera it's at podcastanswerman.com slash new studio all right um, and then of course so that, that's that's my technology now I, I know that you know that's something that I've bought yet again and I'm just sharing it with you but you know, I know a lot of you who are uh, running your own small to medium sized business. You are thinking about producing, you know, video digital products. You're thinking about creating video for the web and stuff like that. And and I just wanted to say that you know, obviously, I've gotten by for a very long time on a little point and shoot uh, camera, and then I moved up to the the HD pocket cam with audio input, and now I I'm moving up to I've moved up to a camera that I think is wow pretty doggone sweet and I do think it is a sweet camera and I love this new camera 
Uh, so so that I, I hope that that's valuable to you. The other thing that I want to bring up, it's really the only other topic that I have here this week, and and I'm and I'll, I'm, I think I'm just going to wrap it up with a and tell you that the the show this week is a, is a shorter show than normal. Uh, but I I want to say thank you to my good friend Andy Lehman. Uh, now he goes by X Punk X on Twitter. I think. Let me just make sure I get that right. Twitter.com slash X Punk X P U N K. And I just want to confirm that. Yes, Andy Lehman. There we go. And Andy, uh, when I when I mentioned last week on Business Tech Weekly that I switched over to Bitly, B-I-T dot L-Y, for my link shortening uh, functionality. And, and, and I told him, you know, I mentioned that the reason why I like that is because, you know, I can do the custom domain URL. I could do l.gspn.tv slash whatever they choose to give it. And with the, uh, you know, with the little Chrome plugin that I have, anytime I'm on, let's say, a page that I want to share, I just click that little button, the the little Bitly button, and it automatically creates the, creates the shortened URL. Already creates it in a way that it's l.gspn.tv slash whatever it chooses, and 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 it automatically copies it to my clipboard so that wherever I want to share that, I just go and hit command V and it pastes it right into the right into the page or right over wherever I want to share it. And so Andy heard all of that last week and he says, Cliff, I don't understand why you're not using pretty links anymore. You know, matter of fact, you're the one who told me about pretty links. And I said, you know what? I still use pretty links as long as it's something that I want to share and I want to track. And, and, and if it's really important to me, then I will go in. But the, the thing is, is you have to log into the dashboard of WordPress and and you can, you have to go in and uh, you know take the URL of what you want to share, paste it into the box, and then uh, you can let it randomly generate. But you can type in the you know the the actual URL you want it to show up as on the at, to be shared as, and and you have to submit, and then you have to go and you have to copy that. It's a lot of work. Well, he's like, well, you know, you can do add the bookmarklet, right? Well, this is something that's new in an, I mean, obviously I've been using Pretty Link since Pretty Link first came out and, and this book bookmarklet thing was not there. All right. So for those of you who are using the Pretty Link um, plugin, I really want to encourage you right now to go ahead and sign into your WordPress dashboard. All right. And then in the left-hand menu, I want you to go down to Pretty Link and I want you to go to Tools. All right. Once you click on tools, there's a little thing that says get pretty link. It says just drag this get pretty link link to your toolbar to install the bookmarklet. As you browse the web, you can just click this bookmarklet to create a pretty link from the current URL you are looking at. And then there's information in here about more help, which, by the way, I I did not know was in here. Uh, But anyway, um, I... You know, I may even go in and see if there's additional information in there about that. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's very simple. So you just go up, you just drag and drop that file right up to your your menu and or into your toolbar where your bookmarks bar is. And by golly, now whenever I go to a page that I want to share, I click on this link. It says get pretty link. And I think there was another... Uh, uh, you know, word there, but I, I went in and hit edit and I said, just give me get pretty link. And so I, I clicked just the get 
pretty link button and it pulls up a page uh, that says, let me, uh, let me see if I can go to a page here. I'm going to go to Twitter and I'm going to click uh, get pretty link. All right. And so it gives me the big, ugly, pretty link logo box at the top. And it says, here's your pretty link for twitter.com. And it says HTTP colon slash slash gspn.tv slash BB2. Now, I want to say that I don't like the fact that it's giving up all my three digit codes, even though I know it's randomly generating them. Some of them are, are, you know, just, you know, it, you know, it could be anything, you know, it could be B13 or whatever the case may be or, you know, ZI9. But there are sometimes I would love to just reserve some of those three-digit codes, and this uses them up. Of course, the thing the thing I like about Pretty Link above Bitly is what if you actually create a link to something, um, let's say, an I don't know, an affiliate link to a product, and then all of a sudden you you create that and you share it in, let's say, a PDF document. All right, so you're sharing this in a PDF document for somebody to 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 have and hold on to, and you assume that 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 link's going to be around forever. You know the Bitly shortened URL that you created, and it's it's going to be fine. And then all of a sudden you go in and you change something, and you ha- and all of a sudden the actual destination that you pointed that Bitly URL to doesn't exist anymore. And I'll give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. I have this Ning community over at gspncommunity.com. And I run uh, a group uh, that is is closed to the public and it's only for the podcasting A to Z students that I have. And inside that group, I create discussion topics. Well, the other day it allowed, it created some discussion topics and it created its own custom URL for that group, okay? Uh, or for that top, for those topics. And then I I went and created shortened URLs for the weekly course outline saying, hey, step one, go to this topic. Step two, go to this topic. And one of the topics that I created ahead of time was the, you know, the weekly conference calls for each of the weeks. And so I I put a little note in there when I created the topic, it says, hey, this is a temporary placeholder. You know, the this get this con- uh, conference call is scheduled for Friday, July, whatever, July 29th. Uh, after the conference call, I will come back here and embed the video and put a download link for the downloadable version. And 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 so basically, I created a link, uh, a shortened URL for that PDF highlight for guideline. Well, what's been going on is as I've gone in to edit that discussion topic to paste in the embedded video. I get this little error that says, I'm sorry, your URL is too long. Please shorten the URL. And for some reason, it allows a lot, it created, it allowed and created a longer URL than what it would normally accept. And it created it and it worked fine until you decide that you want to go in and edit what's written in that discussion topic. And then all of a sudden, it that because it chose three more characters or two more characters than what it likes you to have, at least in the edit phase, it says you have to shorten your URL. So I actually have to take off the dash one at the end of it. All right. And because of that, those shortened URLs from Bitly are no longer valid. And, and so therefore the PDF documents for week one and week two that I gave to my students is no longer valid, at least for that for that 
weekly conference call for week one and week two. Now, nobody's complained about it yet or anything like that, but I feel like I need to actually go in and update those PDF documents and then send them a new copy and say, hey, this is the revised copy in case you need it in the future so that you can always go back and have a shortened URL. Well, with Pretty Link, if I create this uh, gspn.tv slash bb2, which is what it just gave me, and it'll just point you to twitter.com. All right, if you go to that, if I want to, I can sign into the dashboard of of WordPress, go down to the pretty link and, and find the BB2 pretty link and I can click edit and I can change the destination URL to point to something completely different. I, in fact, I can tell you that right now BB2 points towards Twitter, but if I wanted to, I could actually have it point towards facebook.com. I can do that. And that's something that I can do with PrettyLink that I can't do with the goo.gl shortener and that I can't do with the bit.ly bit.ly shortener, at least that I'm aware of. So Andy's like, why aren't you using PrettyLink? And I did not know that this bookmarklet was around. Now, here's what I don't see so far is I don't see the ease of use of having this thing automatically copy it to your clipboard. So I am introducing an additional step. So I'm I'm on a Mashable article that I want to share in my show notes, all right, for a podcast. And I want to be able to put that in and make sure that the it's a gspn.tv slash whatever shortened URL. And uh, with that being said, um, I, what I have to do is I click the Get Pretty link, and then it says, here's your link. And then I have to right-click on the link and say, Copy Link Location and then go paste. And it's only one extra stop step, but the ability to always go in and edit it later is worth it. Couple things. I really wish Pretty Link would, you know, they have a Pretty Link Pro version, which I've never felt the need to go pro. But I'll tell you what, I would pay for Pretty Link if the pro version gave me some other functionality. For example, I would love it if the pro version would find some way of when I click get pretty link that it will indeed automatically copy it to my clipboard. And what was the other one? There was one other thing that it doesn't do that I kind of wish it would do. And uh, for some reason it just, oh, I wish it would actually give me the ability to specify the number of characters that it would randomly generate. Because to be honest with you, what I would prefer is that it not use a a three-digit designation at all. I'd like to reserve those for myself and instead say, you know what, I want you to have gspn.tv slash and have it be at least four characters or at least six, you know, five characters after that. Uh, I understand it, you know, what, well, gosh, that goes against the whole thing of as short as possible. Well, you know, maybe, but, uh, with that being said, you know, I, I suppose if, if it accidentally took up a shortened URL that I wanted, I can go in and search for that and have that point to myself, uh, point to someplace else anyway. So with all of that being said, I want to say that last week I told you how I ditched goo.gl for bit.ly as my URL shorteners. And I want to tell you that today I have dumped bit.ly and I am now using back to using Pretty Link with my Get Pretty Link bookmarklet. <sighs> so anyway, that is my business technology for this week. And to be honest with you, that's that's really all I've got to share with you. I mean, 
Uh, hopefully this has been an interesting episode. And for those of you who are, you know, playing around and dabbling with video, I, I will tell you that I do love the Canon Vicia HFG10. It is an amazing camera. Uh, and and I absolutely love it. Uh, again, I do encourage you to check out podcastanswerman.com slash new studio and see the video that I did. Uh, and understand that I am aware of the audio switching back and forth a little bit. I am uh, and stuff like that. And as far as the quality and, and stuff of the, you know, playing around with the zoom and the picture quality and all that stuff, I, I, I was in manual mode and and uh, just basically pulled it out of the box, really, honestly. But uh, first video went extremely well. Looking forward to creating more. And that Anon OnSoft MTS converter, I highly recommend it if you're looking to convert MTS files over to H.264 files, if that's necessary for you to do so. And again, if you're using uh, shortened URLs, uh, I do love the pretty link even more than before now that I know that I can uh, just drag and drop that. And, and all the one thing I will say real quickly is that I was wondering, you know, do I have to be logged into my WordPress? And the answer is no, I don't have to be logged into my WordPress. WordPress. And and one of the things that I, and I haven't read how to do this, but I actually I, I it should automatically happen because my bookmarks are synced with X marks. So um, I went over to my MacBook Air and uh, went ahead and clicked Get Pretty Link there. I was ma- I made sure I was not signed in to WordPress, and by golly, it still creates the link. And I'm be and I believe there's information on there that talks about the fact that you can add these this to your iPhone and iPad as a bookmark there, and it will also create these things. So um, yeah, very very. Very cool. Pretty Link is even more awesome than I thought it was before. Hope that helps. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, Andy should be back next week, I hope. And I'm praying that he's feeling better. I know that uh, I checked in with him this morning and he said he is feeling better today. He's just deciding to rest and take it easy. Thank you very much. And uh, I'll be back again next week. Until then, I encourage you to join the community.